In the year 1831, biologist Charles Darwin began a fateful journey on the HMS Beagle. On that journey, Darwin formulated the controversial theory of evolution which has impacted society down to this day. Our goal is to punch holes in that theory, so we'd like to welcome you to Sink the Beagle. Fire one, Captain! Stan, that's the trifecta this month. Well, we're on a good roll, taking down the HMS Beagle and evolutionary theory along with its author, Charles. I am Stan Hudson. And I'm John Kurlinski, welcoming you to another episode of Sink the Beagle, where we take a very lighthearted look and a lightheaded look, a light brained, no, a light look at the serious issues of creation evolution, where we came from, where we're going, and we think that matters an awful lot to the big questions of life. Well, I'm certainly um, exciting you today with this uh, rendition. Well, actually, Stan, I'm actually quite (laughs) tired today. Uh I think I need some sleep. Some sleep. Nah, you don't need sleep, John. It's all in your head. Well, I think it's actually more in my head. It's in my body and my eyes and my arms and legs. I'm just tired. Isn't sleep a good thing? Well, probably so, I guess so, because it certainly seems like... Would you quit that? It's no, making me sleep. <laughs> You're getting sleepy? Oh, it's contagious, It's huh? contagious. Like There's disease, nothing contagious huh? like a... Well, actually, what we're talking about today here on Sink the Beagle is what is sleep? What is sleep? Why sleep? Indeed. Why sleep? Why se- we talked last week about why sex. I mean, sex is pretty inefficient. <laughs> That's one of the things that evolution has a hard time reconciling is why wouldn't... Why the ace- two genders? Why not just instantaneous cloning yes, or something? Or, or, or asexual. Sexual amoeba kind of splitting or something. Something. Other than, but why sex? Well, why the sleep? Clawing and fighting. Doesn't you know? Sleep is kind of an interesting phenomena for even for evolution to explain. There are issues that creationists would have to wrestle with too. But right. evolution seems to have the most problems with this idea of sleep. Why sleep? Well, okay. Is it an advantage? Is an advantage. Remember, evolutionists say that things are evolved or at least retained in evolution when they have an advantage. And if you think about it, what's an advantage to all animals in sleep versus, let's say, an option of not having sleep? If you could somehow evolve to the place where you didn't need to catch, you know, the winks every day and you could just stay awake the whole time, let's face it, you'd be aware of an alert for predators. You could be hunting more. You could be doing all these different things more. That would be an advantage if, you know, for us, John, you and me, if we had 24-hour days. I mean, think of yeah, all the stuff we could do. Something. We could do lots of stuff. Uh, I don't know, uh, more uh, Gilligan's Island reruns yeah, or something. Watch, or if not, either that or, either that or um, uh, maybe watch a little more Gomer Pyle. Gomer. Shazam! The 40th issue today. 40th <laughs> you can see it'd be a tremendous advantage. It's just obvious how all the TV many advantages. Just think the computer games wouldn't have to end after stage 55. You could go to stage 3055 and still not in the game (laughs) when scientists study sleep there's a number of theories as to what sleep is all about or why sleep Uh, obviously there's a few things that you can tell and it's really probably a more complex thing than we first thought lots of things are going on in the body that take place during sleep that don't normally take place or at least not as much oh for instance there's growth hormones that are being released more and the thought that people tend to you know our kids tend to 
grow a little bit more at night is actually true. Yes, teenagers actually, they may just appear lazy, but they actually need more sleep when they're going through their mm-hmm. teenage years mm-hmm. than they do prior to that and mm-hmm. after it. Mm-hmm. And that's why they, they may seem lazy, but actually their bodies need probably about nine to 10 hours of rest, ideally, if mm-hmm. you can get that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think my kids, I, I thought I thought they were lazy, but I guess they just got tall. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids are tall. And, and yours aren't exactly short, <laughs> no. last I looked. Must have slept well. Must have slept. That's and, why. and so certain things happen in the rest phase but it doesn't make sense completely. I mean, there's such a wide variety of needs of sleep. I mean, when they study animal sleep, mm-hmm. an example, a giraffe only sleeps about two hours a day. I mean, they're up. Two hours 22. out of 24. Man, I mean, what do they do? I mean, why don't they need more sleep? Or what do they do? They Maybe s- if they laid down, they couldn't get up again. I don't know. Maybe that's a lot of work. I don't know. <laughs> Those you long know, necks. But other animals sleep a ton. Like bats sleep for 20 out of 24 hours. Yeah, and cats. We all know cats tend to sleep uh, the vast majority of the day, whether they're big lions or little kitties. Uh, yeah. They sleep, and they have the ability to, to spread it out. They don't have you know, to all at once. That's confusing, you know, because when I think of the li- <laughs> you mentioned lions there. You know, lions, if they sleep 18 hours a day, yeah. what they suggest is the average lion sleep. I mean, what advantage... Why would you call it king and queen of the beast, so to speak? I mean, if you're a herd of, uh, say, wildebeest, and they just got Uncle Joe wildebeest, and the lion's laying down there with a gut full of gnu or a gut full of wildebeest, why don't you just, as a herd, go and trample it and eliminate the competition and destroy all the lions in one big run, you know? <laughs> These lion guys are real headaches, and we got a long time today to work on this. <laughs> let's start cl- jumping up and down on them all let's together. Let's run, run, run them down when they're sleeping on it with a gut full of gnu or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And seriously, the the point of this line of reasoning is that there's no ultimate advantage, particularly for sleep. Biologically, things slow down. The brain slows down. A number of things slow down, but they don't stop. They don't completely rest. They just they just go at a little lesser pace. And uh, and and it's that way for it's that way for fish and in most animals, fish uh, fish sleep. They but not sleep like you know on pillows or anything. They basically slow down. Yeah. Well, actually, some some type of uh, of water fish or water creatures sleep. Interesting. Like only half their brain sleeps at a time. Seals and and seals and dolphins. Right. They they sleep half a brain sleeps and the other half rests later. (laughs) There's lots. I feel like that sometimes. My whole brain isn't resting. Well, you know, actually. When it comes to sleep, you know, pastors are experts at it because we can put more people to sleep with one sermon than... <laughs> We're the, the cause than of all, my sleep. <laughs> we, we help you out every weekend, folks. Every you come week. to church and you can have a sermon put you out. It's better than It NyQuil. is after all the day of rest, you it's know. It's the day I mean. of rest and we help you enter it into its fullness. <laughs> <laughs> well, cattle... Cattle and sheep are unique in that they can sleep while they're standing, and I've known some people that seem to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, sleep while they're standing. That's unique. Um, let's see. What else have we got? Uh, uh, for the most part, uh, for REM or rapid eye movement sleep, which is the deepest kind of sleep, to take place, animals usually have to lie down. But for some reason, um, some, some animals can do it, you know, cattle and sheep standing up. However, birds may have periods of of, uh, REM sleep while they're perched. So they can be, uh, you know, got the claws, you know, wrapped around the branch. And they're they're kind of put them on lock and lock and hold and (laughs) lock and hold. And then, then they can sleep, and hopefully a cat doesn't come along. But of course, the cat's sleeping longer, so maybe it doesn't come along because that's where the birds can live. Mm-hmm. Also, a cat could be eating all day 
I mean, <laughs> you know, so where and why of sleep? You know, we the, really when science studies it and you look at articles on it, they really don't understand it very well. They know certain things happen. They know things happen. But yes. they really don't know the necessity of why it all has to happen then and why couldn't the process be going on partially in your brains when you're awake or in your bodies while you're awake. And why biologically very similar animals like the ones we described, like the sheep and cattle and the, the cats and, and so forth, uh, uh, have such completely different cycles cycles and diverse means it's really a conundrum it's hard to explain from both especially from an evolutionary point of view Mm -hmm. we think though that you know stan like to suggest that there might be a creationist perspective which would add to the idea of sleep or at least part of a a function you seem to find in scripture you seem Mm -hmm. to find in scripture this idea of work and rest Mm -hmm. that god on in creation itself worked six days and he rested not because he was tired right i don't see god as getting tired and i and i and i see the and maybe that's part of it he doesn't get tired he doesn't he wasn't sleeping he never sleeps or slumbers the bible says exactly you know he's going 24 7 so it's not an issue of well the word the word sabbath means rest or cease or stop or pause and and maybe there's an element of pausing for mm-hmm. reflection over the created works and the mm-hmm. creative aspects of his creation mm-hmm. i'm wondering if we who are made in his image have a similar need to reflect and, a, and one aspect of being alive is mm-hmm. a reflection of life itself and reflecting on that life and relating to that life and relating to the creature or the being who made us I've, the god who made us even a more, probably more holy yeah, term a well, reverent term and reflecting with him on existence and enjoying this fellowship of what of life maybe that's part of the image of god that god created us with that ability to to think of bigger picture issues and more than just uh, where am i going to get lunch you know like another animal and who am might i going to meet today and what to run from or get clean yeah close to. exactly something greater uh the larger brain that we talked about in recent uh sink the beagles so uh, so sleep, sleep does have a function, perhaps God had originally intended for rest to be a time of reflecting on those great issues and maybe it's, Sabbath rest. It's interesting. It's all that, about that. But it also rest applies, you know, even to uh, the land. God gives the land sabbaticals mm-hmm. every seven years. The land gets to kind of just chill out and rest. There's something restoring in a, in a rest or there's something rejuvenating in reflection. And that, that is true, too. I mean, I, I love to go outside in the mountains and, and, and hike up to a very high bluff and just sit up there quietly and just looking and reflecting. And then after a, a walk mm-hmm. down the hill, mm-hmm. it is such a peaceful feeling you feel reflectively thinking about life and existence but, and beauty. and Yeah, but but, you know, that's that's conscious. That's conscious focus in rest. And, and relaxation and R&R kinds of things. Does sleep, you know, when I think about sleep, which is more or less shutting down and turning off to the outside world and, and conscious uh, uh, stimulus around us, I, I, you know, I got to wonder if maybe sleep has a little bit to do with the curse. John, yeah, I'm maybe. wondering because the, the new heaven and new earth doesn't need a sun. You won't have the day and night cycle have that we know. We'll have some sort of rhythm, though. Because of, of Sabbath. Sabbath the Sabbath will come and worship. But we won't need the sun per se because uh-huh. the Lord himself is the light of the new city. So, so there won't be those cyclian, uh, cal- you know, circadian or whatever. Rhythms, you know, yeah. Those rhythms, yeah, those cycles. Circadian rhythms. Yeah. Uh, what? what um, so what would, why sleep? Maybe that's part of the degeneration 
uh, that's come from sin because uh, our bodies now need we it. need to restore we need to recoup and get energy back and, and the curse take uh, robbed us of some of that yeah you know we we didn't get it as we were going um, we, we had to shut down for a little well, bit. Well, we have a little torpedo text here we could share tonight, today, Stan. Well, we'll the, kind the, of reflect on the biblical... Well, the Bible uses sleep in a lot of allegorical ways. And, you know, and uh, Jesus certainly talks in uh, Matthew 25 about the, the parable of the ten virgins rep- representing Christians in the last days when he would come back and that his whole church would be asleep. Christians would be asleep spiritually and kind of dozing when things were really supposed to be uh, getting their full attention with that in mind romans 13 11 says and do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed you know the bible when it talks about sleep it talks about it mostly often in negative ways usually it talks about like death that jesus describes as sleep the actual physical experience of death is a state of unconsciousness, mm-hmm. and that's what the, the that's the term that that's the experiential aspect of death. It's like a deep sleep. It's nothing to fear. So in, in that respect, because we all have slept and woken up, mm-hmm. but it, it seems to have a negative context, concept most of the time in Scripture of something that is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It's it seems to be necessary for existence for all of us now because we drop if we don't get enough sleep. Eventually, we'll just pass out out of just sheer sleep, exhaustion. Sleep deprivation. Yeah, you can die from not getting sleep. Yes, they can kill mm-hmm. you. So the mm-hmm. whole point is that uh, you know you we do need to sleep today, mm-hmm. but the Bible doesn't talk about. I, 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 calls excess sleep a sin you know when you're lazy man sluggard sluggard you know, and yeah. sl- sloughing off and mm-hmm. you slouch yeah so so, so wake up if the wake preacher, up. preacher is preaching a good sermon you wake up and listen you I, wake up oh, and i listen feel better because, saying that now. yeah i do too so <laughs> when you sleep next time in the middle of a wonderful message your your, your pastor prepared yes y- y- you are missing something that might be life-giving you might want to wake up for that so anyway yeah. th- now you're probably getting bored and we're just about ready to put you to sleep here <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to just tell you to Which wake up. We do it's best. high time because the Lord is coming soon. And don't spiritually let yourself fall into the doldrums of, of sleep. Don't be in a dreamy state when these last day events call for our attention to look upward because the day of Jesus is drawing close. And I really believe that is so. We'll talk more about these things and others next time on Sink the Beagle. Thanks for listening to Sink the Beagle. We'd like to send you a special gift just for being with us today. Write to our email address, beagle at lifetalk.net, and ask for your free copy of Dr. Dwight Nelson's book called Built to Last, A Thoughtful Look at Creation and Evolution. Ask for Built to Last when you write to beagle at lifetalk.net. And be sure to listen in next time to another episode of Sink the Beagle. So join us here each week, my friends. You're sure to get a smile from seven stranded castaways here on Gilligan's Island.